So we got a new movie just that came out, and it was it was a touch and go because we didn't know if we were going to be able to do this because of COVID stuff. But we ended up, right. Mike, you went and saw it. Yep. Uh, it was the theater crowded. It was not. There was it's a, a, a you know pretty big theater, um, and I'd say there was maybe twenty people okay. in there with me. What time did you go? I went um, late afternoon. Okay, and you had masked up. We went. Um, yeah, I wore the up? wore the mask the whole time. Yeah. It did. I, I was wearing a pretty restrictive mask, so it did start getting a little uncomfortable towards the end. But uh, I made it. Yeah, safety first. Um, we went to um, a theater in. Um, for the listeners, I live in the DC region. We went to a theater in Arlington, I think, and it was packed. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was. What time did people. you go? Seven thirty. Okay. So it's full of people, but um, some people are masked, some people weren't, but um, we're we're pretty heavy vaccinated up here, so I'm not too as worried as I would be down there. But still, it was it was still I'm still thinking like man, I, I don't know, and um, we can talk more about that later. But listen, Mike. Shang-Chi is getting amazing reviews. It's 94 in Rotten Tomatoes, 92, wow. I think. And, like, the score, the Rotten Tomatoes score isn't going down. It's actually staying the same, which is very rare. Yeah. Uh, it's getting, you know, accolades and everything else. Now, I'm very curious. I kind of feel like you didn't like this movie. Did you like it? I liked it, but I don't know if I liked it as much as I was hoping I would. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I may okay. have, I may have messed myself up. I may have hyped too taken hyped. a no. I may have taken a seat in the theater that was like too close to the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. How far, how close were you? Um, I was pretty close. You might, I don't know yeah, if your theater's like mine, but um, there's this section of seats that are at the very front, and then there's the hallway that runs behind them. Mm-hmm. Then you have like a row of seats right along the hallway, and then you have like the stadium seating after that. I was in that row of seats right along the hallway. So yeah, you have pre yeah, it wasn't a great so angle. I, yeah. So it was uh I was really, really close. We um, had we had those recliner seats. Those I don't know if you guys have those where you like push yeah, a button. Got, yeah. And they, oh, it's so nice. Like, listen, I know people say that watching movies at home is better than a theater, but I don't think that's true. Like, those seats are super comfortable. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the you gotta, sounds you are always. You got to upgrade your seats, man. You got to upgrade yeah, maybe, your seats at home. Maybe. Well, yeah. okay, let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, how do how, how we want to start? Let me, let me give a plot preview, and then we'll just get started. So, for spoiler alert, if you have not seen Shang-Chi, this is going to spoil it completely because we're going to talk about every angle of it. Right. Um, so Shang Chi is a young man. He, um, his father was uh, a conqueror of some sort, and he had like these these ten rings that he had some superpowers with. He's a thousand years old, uh, and he had he eventually fell in love with like a, I guess you can call her a martial arts princess, like something close to that. <laughs> and then, and yeah. then they they fell in love. Imagine Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes, which we definitely will talk more about, which is so good. Um, They had a baby that has two babies. She's murdered. Um, He avenges a murder, but then he kind of um, infuses his anger and wrath on on his son. And and, like the son became vengeful as well. Uh, Shang-Chi learns to be an assassin. He goes off at 14 and kills his first person and then freaks out and never comes back and lives in San Francisco, I guess, for a long time. And then right. all of a sudden his father wants him back. And so he sends assassin after him and hijinks ensue. We've got dragons. We've got 
We've got weird little things with wings. It looks like two butts. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have um, Trevor from Iron Man two three that shows up. What's his name, sir? God, what's his what's the actor's name? Oh, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, Ben Kingsley shows up. We've got car chases in the forest. Uh, we get like huge dragons. We get um, all kinds of stuff. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, this movie packs it in. Um, and I and I had I had. A, a great time. Yeah, you enjoyed it a lot. Yes. Um, how how are the fight scenes? I guess that's probably what I missed out on the yeah, most. Yeah, just being as close as I was. Yeah, the fight. So the fight scenes I thought were choreographed very well. Uh, my my biggest problem is that maybe it's a Marvel thing or maybe it's a DC th- a Disney thing, but they didn't really want to get as brutal into the fight scenes as they could have. I thought the fight scenes were fun. I guess they have classic fight scenes. So first of all, the fight scene on the bus. I think it's probably the, one of the most fun fight scenes Marvel's ever put together because it's long, but also the bus is very connect. So it's driving down the street, right. the driver's knocked out, and then you have Katie, played by Aquafina, is like trying to drive the bus, and she's confused, and it's a huge fight scene. It's tearing up the bus. Uh, so that she fight has no scene, idea what's going on. Yeah, that's great. It's just she good. didn't know Sean could do any of do that. Do all that, yeah. And so it's just like really lots of like action and stuff. I thought the, I thought the bus scene was great, and I, yeah, I definitely fight, agree. I think that was uh, probably the best fight scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the fight scene on the on the building in Macau with the scaffolding that's kind of a callback to old kung fu movies. Yeah, Jackie Chan's done that. Yeah, and like I thought it was fun, but I thought it also could have been a lot more fun. Uh, they didn't right. push it as hard as I wanted to really push it. But then after that, yeah. we get also. We I don't are, think bamboo cracks that easily. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean in, yeah. the, in the Jackie Chan movies, I remember it like bending over a lot. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I think this. I think this movie was, even though it did have a lot of magical elements, it was more in the realm of realism than than most kung fu movies do. Which is because mm-hmm. a lot of the physics and graphic, like a lot of the physics of kung fu movies, usually are a little more absurd. And I think this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, was more focused, but that's it. That's the only really two big. There's a couple other fight scenes at the end, but like right. as far as like hand combat, like you're not going to get a whole bunch. And I think that's a missed opportunity. I think that the Shane Chi sequels, and by the way, there will be Shane Chi sequels. Uh, I think, um, I think those will have a lot more action in it. Um, but again, it's a PG movie, so you can't. You can only do so much. I mean, Jackie Chan was in a lot of PG movies. I think. No, no. Well, well, I mean the PG. Like, I don't think the China. I don't think China has the same kind of ratings as we do. Well, uh, we rate them before we allow them. Like, yeah, but we haven't had like most of them show in China first, and then they come here. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know. Anyway, mm. um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I think I was expecting more fights. Um, yeah, and we didn't get a lot of the those. the bus fight was great. The mm-hmm. fight on the uh, bamboo scaffolding. Seemed like there were too many cuts in that fight for me. Okay, yeah. When when I'm watching fighting, I, I don't I don't like seeing cuts, and that's one thing that like Jackie Chan and all of them did a great job of is you can actually see the fight because they're really doing it. Um. Yeah, and there's one. Scene, they're not doing a lot of cutting the way yeah. they, like Western movies do. There's one scene in the fight where Shang Chi is fighting that uh, the main assassin dude in blue. He has, he's not from the comics, by the way, um, but he has a novice and stuff like that. Um, and there was, I saw real quick, it was real quick. There's a, there's a, so whenever people do Kung Fu movies and, and fight movies, usually they do, they do a couple different things to make it faster. So they, they speed up the actual film of it. So mm-hmm. they're moving faster than it looks, but also they'll do right. these cuts 
like you mentioned, but the cuts are different. It's like they'll cut in the middle of a fight. They, they, they kind of edit in the middle of a fight, and you very rarely see it. But I definitely saw a scene where Shang-Chi kicked, but then it kind of cut in the middle of it. And you can kind of see where they edited it. That's sloppy, mm-hmm. but it's like you have to watch a lot of fight movies to really even see that. Um, but I thought that fight was excellent. I thought so like they'll he, speed up a punch or a kick by cutting in the middle of it. So you yeah. see the beginning of the kick and then oh, they, they cut to the end of the kick. Yeah. Oh, they'll do like they'll, 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 um, they'll choreograph or they'll film this fight scene four different times and then they'll edit. They'll take the best mm. from all four and put them together. And it, you could just see the seams in that point. Um, but I thought that fight was great. And, um, but the thing is like, I think the movie never gave us, like, I know his father was supposed to be his equal or the guy who's better fighter than he was, but mm-hmm. without was involving the rings, that was a little different. Well, we never get a scene where Shang-Chi is fighting someone that could be, like, better than him or his equal, right? And we, we never get a place where, where we're thinking, oh, man, this is the fight we've been waiting for. We didn't really get that, um, which is fine. I mean, maybe that's not the movie one. And the movie's doing so much. The movie's lifting heavy stuff. Like, the movie is creating a whole new story. It's probably the best origin story of any Marvel movie ever made. This is the best origin story they've ever done. It's brilliant. Um, And, you know, we've got... Iron Man? I would say kind of yes. It's like I was way more interested into it. Because I I guess Mm. I'm in a a different world. Uh, And and maybe because I didn't know what they were going to do with the Shang-Chi origin. Um, But, yeah, it's... I can't complain about the script. I can't complain about the plot at all. And I usually would, um, mm-hmm. but I can't. I just can't. Like you, you really have to dig to hate this movie. And I, I, I can't wait for it to get streaming. I'll watch this four or five times. Oh yeah, watch. I'm definitely gonna rewatch it uh, as soon as it hits streaming. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, what? So what? So you said you said you had some issues. What's the thing that you think bothered you the most? Like the lack of fighting. There wasn't as much fighting. Yeah, I think oh. we re- we've kind of hit on it already. It's yeah. just the the amount of fighting, and then how many cuts they have in their fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you know, uh, Simu Liu, or uh, however you say his name, I, I don't know how to say his name. Simu right. Liu, maybe a little work on it. Hey, I got I got I'm is is I'm going to say uh, Simu Liu Liu Simu Liu. Simu. He's probably not really that great of a fighter, you know. So, yeah, but he is, dude. I loved him in that movie. I thought he was great. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, that's that, right. I guess there's only so much you can expect. Yeah, that's true. But he's uh, yeah, that's out true, of the fight scenes, but but he, yeah, he did good in the in the busting. Yeah, he did. He did. And you yeah. know what? Shout out to Aquafina, dude. I never liked her in anything I've seen her in, and she's always been a little annoying. <laughs> but she was fantastic in this movie. She was yeah. just every time I saw her on the screen, it was fun. She really did a good job. She did a great job. Like I feel like I've I feel like I've missed I've missed something with her. Like I feel like she just nailed this character. Like she nailed this character perfectly. And like yeah. there the the Simu and Aquafina's chemistry was perfect. I thought yeah. I don't know if they're going to try to do romance thing with them. I don't know if they're it going to It seems like it. it's a platonic relationship. We don't yeah, we, I think but it might it be one of those places to- Starts to blur the lines a little, a little bit towards the end. Well, I'm thinking like maybe they're going to let it blossom naturally. Like over yeah. time, they can grow into each other and become like lover lovers. But right now, they're just trying to figure out who they are and what's going on. And I like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I, yeah. it, they didn't have to. 
we didn't have to force our romance. We just like we just get right. to see like people being themselves, which I thought was was so great. Um, I think the arrow part where she shoots the arrow is a little bit much, but I'll let it slide. Um, more natural. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll let that. I'll let that go. She hit um, the bullseye on her first shot. Yeah, but like. So in in movies and so just for the listeners, I, I think the listeners know by now that I'm a, a professor of creative writing. Mm-hmm. The Aquafina was the character. It's we we don't really call them. It's not an official name, but it's the person that represents the audience. So you have someone who's normal who gets thrown into this crazy world, and they react to it the same way we will, and they mm. get to ask, they get to ask the questions that we would ask. It's really it's a classic right. trope, but Aquafina nailed it. She did a really good job with this. My favorite scene is when um, he says, I'm going to Macau. And then she's like, well, tell me on the plane, Sean. And he's like, you know, he, you're not going. And she's like, she screams, tell me on the plane, Sean, and closes the door. And I'm like, that's, just a, that's the way an argument works. It's like you don't have this crazy back and forth and all this kind of like different scripts. You have someone yelling at each other and then mm-hmm. like this, do it. And I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Um, shout out to Aquafina. While we're talking about Aquafina and Katie, her character is Katie in the comics no, at all? No, okay. no, 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 no. That's what I was. I, I was figuring she was something new added in. Yeah, there. I'm sure you have a list of questions about that. We'll get to that in a second. But no, she's yeah. not. Okay. Um, what else? One more thing. Uh, I thought that uh, Tony Chawa Ling, um, the guy who played the um, the quote unquote Mandarin, the father, I thought he did yeah. an excellent job. Um, very handsome man. Very handsome man. Um, and uh, I thought that um, I thought all any the other handsome men you want to call out in this movie? No, no. Sumu Lu and Tony, they're both handsome. That's good. Okay. Um, all right. I love that scene where <laughs> where like um, Shin Chi is shirtless, and then Kay looks at him and she's like, "Huh." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. It's like mm. it's like it's very soft. Um, if I had if I had a problem, it is with the sister. Um, I don't. I, I think she's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think she's fine. In the comics, she actually has a bunch of sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. um, and so they could have morphed. She could be a part, like more from anything from the comics. But um, I don't know. I don't, from I, from I, my I, perspective, as just like a, a non comic book reader, I I thought the sister was pretty good, fine. You know, yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with her. I mean, she takes over the Ten Rings at the end, which is. And did you see? Did you? Oh, wait, we'll get to that. We're rest, yeah. I'm rushing it. I'll I knew save I would do that. that until later. Yeah, in the podcast, we'll save it. We'll yeah. save it. Yeah, we'll save All it. Right. Um, why don't you go ahead with your questions? Uh, first one was was about Katie. Uh, we covered that. She's not from the comics at all. Um, next up, I've got Razor Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say he's not in the comics. He is from the comic. He is from the comic. He is. Yes. I was thinking that Razor Fist was kind of like a. Making fun of or a callback to Taserface. <laughs> One could argue that, um, but he's definitely in the comics. His name is actually um, Douglas Scott. He actually has a name, uh, he, and he came around from the comics. He's been around since nineteen eighty-one, nineteen eighty-one, and he died in a Deadpool comic in nineteen in twenty eighteen. Hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, so still yeah, alive he, at the end of this movie. Yeah, he, uh, in the comics, he has two hands, but each hand has blades in his comics. So mm-hmm. I don't know how he eats food. Well, <laughs> um, he probably has a, a detachable fork or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I thought he was fine. It, it was a good fight scene. Uh, but yeah, but listen, this um, there's not a lot of comic stuff in here. There's some, but not a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, keep going. 
Is is Razor Fist associated with uh, Shang Chi? He was Shang-Chi. in the he was in the Shang Chi comics. Yeah, in, in, okay. I think he first appeared in the Shang Chi comic. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Morris, the uh, adorable little creature without a face uh, but has wings, is not in the comics. Correct. That is just Marvel's. Uh, let's put something in here that we can merchandise. They have to. They have to do it. They can't stop themselves. They can't stop themselves. <laughs> yeah, those like, will be those will be available at Build a Bear. Yeah, uh, soon. Yeah, they can't. They can't <laughs> help it. Like as soon as we went to the forest and saw all those adorable creatures, I was like, they can't stop themselves. They have to. Make, they have to sell. They gotta sell toys. They gotta sell plushies. They gotta do it. Uh, and they, that's just how it is. So I mean, at some point, you just gotta deal with it. But it is what it is. All right, so now that we're at Morris, you know what's coming up next. Yeah. We've got to talk about it. Sure. What you think about this as a comic book reader. Got it. In this movie, we see the Mandarin again. Yes. The Mandarin that we saw in Iron Man 3. 2? Three? 3. Yeah. 3? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I guess this is Marvel's attempt at kind of rewriting their cinema history. What did you think about how the Mandarin showed up in this movie and how that was treated? Does it does it fix things for you? Well, so okay. I guess we should say before, like you go into it, here's like what you need to have fixed, right? Because in yeah. in Iron Man three, the Mandarin was handled very poorly from a comic book reader's eyes because it's it was a very stereotypical Asian character in the comics. Instead of fixing that and just having a good Asian character in the comics, what they decided to do was this. At first, the Mandarin is, or or the Ten Rings is associated with um, Middle Eastern terrorists. And Mm -hmm. then in Iron Man 3, the Mandarin is a uh, British actor um, hired to play a part for a European uh, bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Does this fix all of that for you? And let's just stop and talk about how crazy this is. Like, I can't. Like, people will. will you can write an essay on this, and it's. I will say this I, before I get started. I'll say this. Shout out to Marvel and Disney Disney for understanding that the Mandarin character from the comics was racist as everything. And understanding that what they what that character is going to be a problem, and understanding that they had to do a much better job in representing Asian and Chinese cultures, right? And so, shout out to them for understanding to to do that. So let's go back all the way back to Iron Man One, okay? Mm-hmm. In Iron Man One, the Ten Rings were the main were the group that kidnapped Tony Stark, right? Right. And we learned that they did it for uh, as a uh, Ebediah Stain. They, they they he hired them to kidnap Tony, right? Because they wanted him ki- he wanted to kill him so he could take over the company. Now, there's some questions that's going to come up because was that the, the was that the 10 rings we have now or was that a different 10 rings? We don't know and I think we should just ignore that for right now cuz they'll go they'll go and solve that problem. Another My guess is that's the 10 rings we have now. Yeah, it could be. But like like if he if he if Obadiah Stane hired them, then he had associations with um, Shane Chi's father. So there's a lot going on. And and listen, Marvel's already probably thinking about how they can go back and talk about the connections between Iron Man and Shane Chi. But we'll get to that. So then in Iron Man three, um, what's his face? The main villain. What's his face? That's very specific. The main villain for Iron Man three hires um, 
What's his name again? The actor? I know his name is Trevor, I, but what's... Oh, uh, Ben Kingsley. Yes, yeah, so they hired Ben Kingsley to play a Mandarin. Now, you have to go back to when the Iron Man 3 trailers came out. Ben Kingsley was the Mandarin, and everybody said, you can't do this. You can't have... First of all, you can't have the Mandarin in the movie because he's racist. And second, you can't have Ben Kingsley, a white actor from Britain, playing an Asian by, man. <laughs> by the way, Ben Kingsley is Indian. Oh, is he? He is actually Asian, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But ben Kingsley is not his birth name, but he he is definitely, he passes for white. Yeah, but there's so many problems with that. But then we find out that in Iron Man 3, it was a, it was a hedge. It was a fake out because he was an mm-hmm. actor, right? He was, and I think Iron Man 3 was trying to do what Shane Chi was trying to do, which is fix it, but he couldn't. Now, I don't know whose idea it was to bring Ben Kingsley into Shane Chi and then bring all this back up and then finally close the loop. Mm-hmm. That was a risky, risky move, and I think it paid off because Ben Kingsley's a great actor. He was really fun to watch. Right. Um, and, I mean, they talk about it. They say, it's like, the, the Shane Chi's father says, you know, they, they, this, someone stole my idea. They stole my identity and used it to trick Americans. And they called him the Mandarin. They called him the Orange. And he was saying, look, look at what they've done to me. Look, look at what old, American comics did to to Asian culture, right? And they just they put it out on the table. And once it's out on the table, you can look at it and understand. You know what? That was a problem. And I think it's, I think they did a pretty good job. I think I think they finally figured out how to deal with this quote unquote Mandarin problem, and and now it's done. And the comics is still lingering forever. It's going to be there forever. But in the movies, they've just kind of settled it. And I think it's it's good. I think they did a pretty good job. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't really a problem for me as a not comic book reader because I didn't have all of the background that you did. Mm-hmm. So I think this was really for you guys, not mm-hmm. for us casual Marvel movie watchers. I agree. And um, for, for us, it was just a good kind of a good callback, really, to Iron Man 3 more than anything. Yeah. And, and-, and you know how I don't like my movies to get mixed up? Like, I don't like uh, every movie to be the Avengers. Yeah. Um, I think they did a pretty good job with this one. It's not like all the um characters from other movies aren't taking away from this movie um the way they have in some of the others i mean they they brought Wong in and for yeah. obvious reasons and they they brought in the abomination and I think that all right you say obvious reasons for bringing wong in what are what are the obvious reasons' Cause to, to do two things. One, Wong is an Asian actor, so they wanted as many Asian actors in this movie as possible, and he's established. And then two, uh, to make connections to the um, to Doctor Strange. And I got more to say about this. I guess I can say it now. Do you know how Iron Man has always been a linchpin for all the Marvel movies? Like, mm-hmm. he was in Spider-Man. He was in, like, Captain America Civil War. It's always, it's always one kind of follow-through, which is Iron Man. Right. They're doing that with Doctor Strange now. And mm. Doctor Strange, so, like, Doctor Strange is in the Spider-Man movie coming up. He's going to be, WandaVision's going to be connected to Doctor Strange. Whatever happens with Shang-Chi, it's definitely going to have some kind of Doctor, Doctor Strange elements. And Marvel's planning the next big, like, um, Avengers Infinity War type of event. And they're doing it more purposely now than they did before. And we're going to talk about that when we get to the end credits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was, I think that, um, I think they did. I think they have to world build and have to bring Shang-Chi into the Marvel universe. 
But I think they did in a way that wasn't convoluted. I think they did pretty smart. I mean, there was a lot of editorial risks here, especially bringing in Ben Ben Kingsley like they did and bringing all that stuff back up and then trying to fix the Mandarin stuff. Um, But they did it, and I think they did it well. And I think if they hadn't done it, they would have read it. And I think it it worked, worked great. So basically what you're saying is that Doctor Strange and and Wong are, they're now our R2-D2 and C-3PO. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would say they're more like our uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. That's what I would say. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. There you have it. But no, it's, you go see a lot more Doctor Strange stuff and a lot more Wong. Because like, if you look at the Spider-Man trailer, Wong is leaving somewhere. Um, before when he talks to Doctor Strange, he says, "Don't do the spell," and he leaves. And right. wherever he goes, it's gonna be tied to Shang Chi. Like he's going. Yeah. Like, so you might see saying you might see Shang Chi in the Spider-Man movie. You might just show up and say, "Hey, I'm Shang Chi," and this and leave. Like, <laughs> I can see that. Like Marvel's if, doing this. If re- that happens, oh my god, it could. That, will, that will be making Spider-Man even more of what I don't want Spider-Man to be. <laughs> What's wait? I, listen, I, I, my faith in the Marvels renewed. If they can make Shang Chi work like this, I have complete faith in the new Spider-Man movie. Like I really do. I think it's gonna yeah. be better than you think it is now. I'm I, pretty. I, I hope it is. I hope it is. Well, give me some more. Give me some more questions. All right, we already covered off the ten rings. Um, Did we? No, no, we didn't. We didn't. Okay. All right. No. What else okay. are you going to tell us about it? The original ten rings in the comics are finger rings. They each oh, have. A, yeah, they okay. each have the a special rings. They the each have a special rings. power. Like you have a ice ring, you have a fire ring, you have a uh, all kinds of different rings on. And these rings are rings that go on your forearm. And listen, I was skeptical of these rings. I was like, uh, these rings are stupid. Like, this is a dumb idea that changed. And now I'm like all into these rings. I love these rings. I love how they play visually. I love how they worked. I love them. It was a smart move to change them. Good job, Marvel. Like, I was real skeptical of these rings being changed from the comics, but I am all on board with these now. I loved, I loved how visually they looked. Yeah, this is one place where they made a change where they could have kept it and, and done some merchandising, mm-hmm. um, but they changed it to where that's going to be much harder for them. But imagine if they had kept the rings. They could sell you 10 rings for your fingers. You, you, you're still going to buy, be able to buy those rings, Mike. <laughs> You'll still be able to buy those rings. Don't worry. They're going to be in a nice little case. Like that case he oh, had. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're going to yeah, be a right, nice right. little case. They're going to be yeah. made out of metal, and, they, and you push a button, and they go. They'll go. They'll glow gold or glow blue. Don't worry, <laughs> Marvel. You're going to be able to buy those rings. Um, right. But I was real skeptical of those rings. But now I think they did. It look. It look, they look better. They. It just looks more kinetic. Like it looks more interesting to me. So I'm yeah, fine they can with, fly around and do stuff. Yeah, I'm. And, I'm fine yes. with the change. Um, I'm fine with it. And they can do the whole orange and blue thing. Yeah, and and two, like they just look cool from a fight perspective. Like, like you, like I guess you use your fist to pull one off, and then you can use like a whip. You can like shoot at some like a bullet. You can, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. And then when Shang Chi, Shang Chi took control of them, they were floating around him. Like he had, like it's just like, right? It's so cool. Like, like if you're a kid. Right now, you're cutting out cardboard rings, you know, and putting them <laughs> on your arm, you know, because like it's just it's just neat. Yeah. Keep going. What you got? All right. Uh, when we watched the trailer, I assumed that Michelle Yao was Shang Chi's mother. Mm-hmm. And you, I think you did this to avoid spoiling stuff for people while we were talking about the trailer. But you said 
you know, you assume that's his mother, but we don't know. Yeah. So did you know at that time that that definitely wasn't his mother? I knew that. No, I did not know. <laughs> um, but um, I think that lately, and since we've been, since we've been doing this podcast, I've I've done I've gone pre I've I've grown pre accustomed to being very careful about saying this is absolutely this versus I don't know that could be this. So I think we did a pretty good job of hedging our bets there. Um, okay, so you didn't know that his I had mother no, was dead, and that's no, no part idea. of the whole plot of this movie. No, no idea. So okay, yeah. all right. Well, you were right. Michelle Yao is not his mother. That's his auntie Ying Nan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're in a different universe, which is pretty crazy. What like, do you mean? Yolo, Yolo, the the place they fought where the the gate was and where the Talo, I think, right? Yeah, what's Talo? What all that stuff was? Um, that they she said your universe. We stopped these guys from getting out into your universe, so it's a completely different universe. They said that in a movie several times. Mm. <laughs> Maybe the universe is on the other side of that hole. No, that no, they plugged up. They they said specifically that Talo was in a different universe. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I missed that. Yeah, but it's okay. That seems weird. I know. I, I know. We don't, we, we don't. I know you have a hard time with like metaphysical conceptions of time and space. So no, we'll just... it's. I think it's the way Marvel does it that I have a hard time with because I <laughs> watch Doctor Who. I have no problem with any of that. It's all timey wimey stuff. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's yeah. fine. I was I was actually I was actually worried that this would get that would get on your nerves, but it's okay. Um, uh, I do want to tell I do want to tell the readers right now that I was wrong about Fing Fang Fum. The dragon in the movie was not Fing Fang Fum. Yeah, it's just a water dragon. Yeah, which I'm kind of glad of. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad they did that. It's fine. Um, but the creatures that they fought, there is something from the comics kind of similar to that. They're called the Dwellers in Darkness. They appeared in a guess what comet they appeared in, Mike. Uh, I I looked at your show notes, so I know it's Doctor Strange. There you go. It's more evidence that Doctor Strange is going is going to be a big part of the MCU moving forward. So yeah, it's called the Fear Lords. So that's where they got the Dwellers in Darkness from, which is pretty cool. What do you think of that huge dragon fight scene stuff? What do you think? It's pretty good. I think it kind of robbed us of a good end fight scene with Shang-Chi and somebody else. But, um, yeah, but I mean, Shang-Chi shot the rings into the monster's chest and then like blew them up. I mean, mean, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Like it's, and like, it's very fantastical. I mean, I, I don't know enough about, um, Chinese movies right now, but from what I, from what I gather, that kind of stuff is like, like pretty popular. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. But I, well, it, I is like, a, uh, it is a Chinese style dragon. You know, it's yeah. like a. I thought the fight dragon. scene was. I thought the fights were. I thought the whole thing was crazy. Like it was like, what are you? You're fighting a massive dragon. It's like, what are we doing? I thought it was. I thought it worked out pretty well. I liked it, but yeah. it could be a little too much. But I, I can't wait to see it again. I want to see it again on the small screen and really dig into it. But I thought it worked great. All right, speaking of the dragons, there's definitely other mythical creatures in this uh, Talo mm-hmm. uh, area. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool is they have, you know, if you've ever been to uh, 
there's this Chinese restaurant I used to go to when I was a kid, and it was so awesome because it was it was very stereotypical, like American Chinese restaurant at the time. You know, it, the whole building was like themed uh, out of China architecture, and you go inside and all the furniture and all that. But at the entrance, there were these two stone uh, lions, I guess is what mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. And in Talo, they have running around lions that are just like those like Chinese uh, lions that you'll see statues of everywhere. I, I, thought I didn't even really make cool. that connection until just now. You're right. They are. They do look just like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even make that connection. Any other like mythical creatures that like uh, stood out to you? Um, the fox with the three tails, I thought was cool. The little, the weird horse things I thought was cool. Um, and nothing else really stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, that fox, I think it's like, um, I think there's a Korean, um, creature that's like that. Um, mm-hmm. cause I mm-hmm. saw Lovecraft country, uh, on HBO mm-hmm. and that, that, um, Korean fox creature with like many tails. Plays a part in there, so yeah, that oh, really. Must, uh, hmm, that sounds cool. Um, must have you, some kind of a mythical background there for that one as well. What 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 kind of struck me is how, like, if you looked at if you looked at uh, Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War and like a lot of the other Avengers movies, uh, they were huge set pieces, right? But if you when this movie, the the final fight between um, Shang Chi's father's forces and the people who are guarding. Um, Talo, it was a small group. It wasn't a whole bunch of them. Uh and and even the the place where all the different monsters and little creatures were, that whole area was kind of kind of small as well. So it was interesting how they made the decision not to make it some massive thousands and thousands of armies and stuff like that. Mm. Uh they just did a very small, more intimate fight um between a very small group of people versus these crazy monsters. And I thought I thought it worked. Um I don't know if it was a budget. I don't know if it's a budget thing, and probably not because Marvel has infinite money. Um, but maybe it could just been like a just a decision not to make it like over the like not to make it over the top when we're fighting a massive dra- sea dragon. I don't know. Right. I, I thought it worked. I thought it worked well. Yeah. No. I um I didn't even think of that, but um I guess the you know that just seems like the size of a um. You know, a, a remote Asian village like that. So they they yeah. probably just went with that. I did like the idea that did they did talk about how that the Talo used to have massive cities that were destroyed. That was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. What else you got? You got anything else? Uh, we're all coming up on the end now for me. You got anything that's mm. earlier than that that you want to no. talk about? Uh, I see. I'm not really no. Uh, do, 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 no, no. The I will say the fight scene between Shane Chi and his father. Um, if you, okay, let's let's go back to the original fight scene between Shane Chi's father and Shane Chi's mother. Very Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, for oh, all yeah. you for all you yeah. Zoomers out there who have never seen <laughs> Crouching Tiger's Hidden Dragon, um, do yourself a favor and get on YouTube or find a bootleg copy because you guys don't do DVDs anymore. Uh, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon probably is one of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't watched in a while, and I definitely will want, I will want to watch it again soon. Yeah, guess who's in it? Who? Oh yeah, Michelle, Michelle Yao. Yeah, Michelle, she's in everything. Awesome. Like you put her in something, and it's great. Um, I do want to say this. I am glad that we're seeing more Chinese and Asian actors and actresses instead of just the the ones we always see. So I'm, I'm glad of that. But um, what I was gonna say is. 
Um, that fight scene was so connected to Crouching Tiger. It was like it was showing respect in that movie, and I thought it was mm-hmm. so good. Like you know, like the way she was moving the air and stuff like that. It was just like like good kung fu movies, good fight movies like that. Like I would say, kung fu movies want you to do those things, right? Like you want to fight kung fu, and like right. I just I thought, I thought, and it was not in, in Shang Chi. Those move we don't get many of those moments, but um, those moments, that moment with the father and the mother fighting each other was just beautiful. And then we get the same thing with um he did the same thing with Shane Chi and his father. I thought that was well done too. And I like the fact that at the end, right before um Shane Chi's father dies, um Shane Chi finally got broke to him. He said, you know, your family needs you and he was finally able to break free of the spell it was he was he was in. Um I thought mm-hmm. that was real it's a basic plot, you know, and I thought, you know, he's not really a villain. He's a I would say that Shane Chi's father has a lot going on. He could be construed as a villain, but at the end of the day, I think that it's just a complicated family drama. Uh, and I like that at the end, you know, the, the children, you know, mourn their father just like they, you know, they wouldn't. He's not like, he's not like, like at, at one point, Shane, she's like, I'm going to kill my father. And then I'm so glad it is, they decide not to do that and do something uh, a lot more interesting and nuanced. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. All right. We have two massive, um, Things we have, actually have, yeah, two massive things going on. Uh, what's the what's the what's before the f- we get into the like? Are you talking post credit scenes? Or yes, what? yes, yes. Post credit scenes. Be- before we do that, I just want to talk about what you thought about the. Uh, this movie has bookends on it. Um, oh, the with the dinner scene. The, yeah, the dinner scene at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're they're at dinner with their friends, and at the end, they're at dinner with their friends. What what do you think of that? I thought was, I thought the first one was okay. It wasn't funny or anything like that but then this the last one was really great and then wong of course shows up i thought that was that was awesome and like at this at the end when wong says come with me like shang chi and katie they get their stuff and they just walk through the portal which is like a symbol of like you told us to try to do something more with our lives and we're going to do that right now <laughs> you know like we're right. going to like and like i kind of like um to 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 segue that into the, like the end credit scene i like how Marvel was really trying to yell and scream of us and say Shang Chi will be in more Marvel movies. <laughs> you know, like you know, don't worry, he's going to come back. So I thought, I thought it was good. You think Katie's going to be a superhero in future movies? I, I don't think she's going to be a superhero, but she's not going anywhere. People like Aquafina did a great job. She's going to be in a lot more movies, and she's definitely going to be in this. She's going to be in. She's she's probably signed a three movie deal. Um, but she's going to be in a lot of stuff. She's she's great. Think she's going to be like a Hawkeye type character. No, I don't think she's going to be like that. But I think she's going to be like she's going to continue to be like like the, the the Rick Jones character that I've talked about in the comics a lot. Rick Jones represents the everyman, and I think that she's going to represent the everyman moving forward. Like she's going to be like, "This is crazy. What we're we doing? This is crazy. What we're we doing?" You know. And I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's cool. We need someone like that. We we haven't had we've never had somebody like that in any movies. Uh, not really. So it's, it's going to be good to have someone that we can like look at and be like, help us, help us understand what's going on. Okay. Well, f- the first in credit scene, what happens, Mike? Tell us, th- tell us what happens. The first, you're going to have to do that, man. I do not. Why? <laughs> I do what? not remember. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> the first one you have Shang-Chi, Katie and Wong looking at the 10 rings they, and they're studying them. And apparently Wong has done something to make the Ten Rings like project some kind of image. Then we get the bombshell of the bombshells. We have Bruce Banner in his human form, no longer the Hulk, and he still mm-hmm. has his arm in a sling. 
that is there's so many crazy things with that. But then we also get Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers is right next to them, and right. they're all looking at the rings and trying to figure out what they are. And um, at some point, uh, Mark Captain Marvel has to go. And this is real. This is a really short thing. But Captain Marvel's always been sort of standoffish. But in this scene, she's like, I, "We have to go." I'm sorry. It was so nice to meet you. And then she leaves. And I thought that was nice. Like she has a nice attitude right there. But then Bruce Banner's like, "Hey, welcome to the fun house," and then leaves. But there's two things there. One, something's happened to Bruce Banner because the last time we saw him, he was the Hulk, and now he's not. He was like the Professor Hulk. Type yes, and now right? he's Whereas not. Both Bruce and Hulk combined. Exactly. And then second, his arm is still hurt. So it's like, how long is he? How long has this been happened? Like, how long is it always going to be this way? Like Marvel, I don't know what, I don't know whose genius idea that was, but they that opens up a huge bunch of questions that we hopefully will get answered when She Hulk comes out. And when did I, he hurt his arm? In in Avengers Endgame, he used his uh, he he used the Infinity Stones to bring back everybody, but it destroyed his arm when he did it. Uh, Don't worry, Mike. We're going to do a two hour podcast on Avengers Endgame and Avengers <laughs> Infinity War, so you will have plenty of time to talk about those things. Um, right. So, like, there's a rumor is that his arm is always going to be screwed up, and when people saw the Abomination in the Shane Chi trailers, people started questioning where where the Hulk was. I think and this is just me talking out my butt. I think that Marvel has huge plans for the Hulk. And by bringing in Banner right there, they're signifying that they got plans, but we don't know what those plans are yet. Um, mm. Cause like at some, like they wouldn't bring him into that movie, into this in credit scene. If they didn't want us to speculate and ask a lot of questions, you know? And like, I thought it was really well done. And we do know that Captain Marvel's got some movies, got a movie coming out soon too. So they speaking did. of um, speaking of the abomination, did you catch that Wong uh, referred to the abomination as Emil when yeah. they were fighting? Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So I don't know what they plan on doing. They got a lot of different things going on, but whatever they're planning, it's more purposeful and more thought out than what they did the last um, series. So if you look at, so I'm I'm going to call it the Infinity Stone series. The movies from Iron Man one to Infinity Endgame, all those movies mm-hmm. are in, are the Infinity are the Infinity series, and now we're into a new series that we don't know yet. But there has been rumors that a, that the Secret Wars could be involved. We don't know, so um, it's still it's still up in the air. We still have a lot of movies and TV shows to get through. Hawkeye's going to come out soon. Spider Man's going to come out soon, and so we have, we still have to wait. Um, but I, I I was real hyped seeing seeing Banner in a normal form, but his arm still hurt was really cool. Um, but apparently the, um, the rings were, had some kind of signal that was, that was projecting. They were calling to something. So the next right. time we see Shang-Chi. Like some kind of a homing signal. Yeah. So the next time we see Shang-Chi, they're going to go after that. So we haven't seen the last of the rings yet. So I think that's cool. Okay. Next and up. then the second one, I forgot what the second, oh, the second one is we, second we see. one was about his sister. Yeah, his sister. Um, in the movie, in the movie, Shang-Chi said that his sister was, uh, went um, to go shut down the Ten Rings. Yes, yeah, but in fact, she took over the Ten Rings. Right. And Marvel did, Marvel said, you will see the Ten Rings again. You know, like, right, okay, right. like, so, so let me ask you, is it going to be their own movie? Is it going to be a series? What's it going to be? Like, what, what is it? 
I don't know, but I think it would kind of be cool for them to be a bad guy through a series of Marvel movies, mm-hmm. not just one and done. Yeah, but like they, dude, you're they, so right. You're yeah. so right. Like all of a sudden, the Ten Rings are a problem, and like that does two things. One, it gives us a villain that we can deal with on a regular basis, but also it allows us to be connected to Shang Chi. Like, what mm-hmm. if the Ten Rings are in the new Hawkeye series? Right? Oh, dude, yeah, Ooh, yeah, you right. know. That would be cool. And then, like, maybe Shang-Chi can guest star or something. Yeah. Like, um, but, like, I've never I Listen, I've watched a lot of Marvel movies. And I've watched a lot of not just the Marvel series that's been recent, um, but, like, uh, I'm talking about Spider-Man and other movies as well. I have never seen a movie like Shang-Chi that has not only been good on its own right, but also primed and prepped more movies. Like, what? How many movies did, did Prime here? Four, you know, like, you know, like on its own. And so, this, but it doesn't it, really feel heavy handed the way it, that it, did it does it. exactly. And like, it is a masterstroke. Like they nailed it, and now they get to do something with the Ten Rings. They get to do more Shang Chi. They get to they showed us they might do stuff with with um with the Hulk more. They showed that they primed us for Captain Marvel. Like they showed more stuff with Wong and Wong's by himself. He's not with Doctor Strange, which is also cool. Like this, well done. I got just I can't praise it high enough. It's just really well done. I do like how they set it up so that her sister takes over the Ten Rings at the end. Me too. Me too. I mean, you know. She has a troubled relationship with her brother, but they were getting along fairly well. They definitely helped save our universe from the uh, Dwellers in Darkness yep. together. Um, but they placed a few hints in the movie uh, to where it doesn't feel... It's a, it, it is a twist at the end of the movie, but it, it isn't a twist that feels like it's unnatural or it's something the character wouldn't have done. Yeah. You know, she... Uh, said you know early in the movie that if she couldn't be part of her father's empire, she'd start her own, and she started a a um a fighting empire. You know, yeah. So and and let's not let's not let's not assume that the Ten Rings are going to be villainous. We don't know. They could be. Uh, we don't know. Like, just because um they were they were training and whatever at the end. We and 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 because the Ten Rings have always been bad, we don't know what they're going to do. So That's a good point. It could be very ambiguous and but what I'm seeing is that Disney and Marvel understand that they have some good things cooking in this kitchen and they want to mm-hmm. as Marvel and Disney do, they want to capitalize on it. So like, like that I do like how she um kind of redid the uh the base there. There's yeah. like lots of cool graffiti yeah, on it. Yeah. That was kind of, that was kind of neat. I, and I, I, half I like... of the half of the warriors are women. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was rad. So yeah, yeah it's going to be some good stuff. I'm I'm really like whatever they're going to do with the 10 rings, um I'm pretty excited by. It. And like you know, shout out once again from them taking something that was very obscure and and weird to making it big and awesome. And I've complained on this podcast that Marvel is moving too far away from their comic roots. I'm starting to think this is one of those times where they did move away far from the comic roots, but it was a success. It was a good thing. Now, can they continue to do that? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but um, I like what I saw in this. and. We we'll have to see what's next. I mean, I'm not going to say that Marvel is is perfect and like everything they do is gold, but I will say that this is a this this movie was was something that was sorely needed. I didn't know how much I needed a Marvel movie to be this good, and like Black Widow was good, but not nearly as good as this. So there you go. Yeah, 
I've got one last thing before we start wrapping it up. Sure. All right. So when we watched the trailer, I was like, there's this one ninja that stands out. Um, it's like really has a like an extra outfit. You know, it's got the face mask with all the mm-hmm. painting on it and everything. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know or you said you didn't know at the time who that was. Yep. Is that true? Or were you like trying to keep spoilers from us? You know, it's, I have no idea. I still don't know who that is. Okay. The super this cool, movie is kind of weird because there is definitely one ninja that stands out. Now, in the movie, that one ninja with the face mask and all the paint on it and everything was a key part of Shang-Chi's training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the part they could be playing in the movie. But as I looked at the cast on IMDb, that ninja has a name called Death Dealer. Hmm. Let me, let me and it makes it. me think there's probably another cut of this movie where that character had more of a role to play than what they did in the final cut. Well, hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking into my databases, and there, mm, there is something with Death Dealer. but um. The problem is with this character, he's so, like, anybody could wear a costume and a mask like that. He could be anybody. And so. Um, well, that's kind of good, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's what that's what you wanted from Taskmaster that you didn't get. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. But, yeah, there is some. It is a Death Dealer type character. But the the thing is, the the movie never, ne- never says he's Death Dealer. And the costume is not something I recognize from the Marvel comics. So it's just kind of hard to see. Hmm. Hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, um, I'll uh, we'll link to yeah I got, more yeah, I info got, about Death Dealer in the show notes. But yeah. I, I just thought that was interesting. It seems like it kind of feels like I, it kind of feels like I missed it, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 Which is fine. You know, I'm not I'm not infallible. No, but it just would, seems like it seems like they're the. the seems like the role that that character was supposed to play changed while yeah. they were making the movie. Maybe okay. Yeah. I, w- I wish that they had a more definitive costume, but they didn't. So it is yeah, that one's on me. I'll take that hit. All right. Um. So good, bad. You like it? Do you like it more after our conversation, or do you feel the same? No, I mean, I I liked it. Let's not let's not get it twisted. I like the movie. Um. Do you I think, think maybe I was? A, I, I may have been a little overhyped for it. Maybe. Do you maybe think, I was expecting more fighting? Do you think this movie is too violent for your kids? N- no, not my, my kids are kind of. They're they're middle aged kids. Okay, you know? good. I'm really curious. I really want to know when you show this to the to your kids. I really want to see if they really like it. I'm really curious about that. I think they. I think they will. I think yeah. they'll like it a lot. And listen, listeners, if you liked Shang Chi, if you watched it, and you loved all the kung fu fighting stuff, there are literally thousands of kung fu movies that you can go check out that are that are also very fun. So yeah, start with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and then go to earlier movies from there. Yeah, this back, this keep going. Like, and shout out to all my um, my um, Generation X brothers and sisters who watched um, Saturday morning um, midday kung fu movie cinemas on Saturdays. So there you go. We 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 made it, guys. We finally got here. Um, that must be like a city kid thing or something. I guess so. I was in North Carolina when I was watching this. In in movie theaters or on TV? No, no. W W. Um, it was a TV. Sh- it was a station. W. Uh, what was the station's name? W J Y W J. It was in Charlotte. W J Z Y. Yeah, W J Z Y. They every on Saturdays from noon till six they showed monster movies at noon, 
Kung Fu movies at 2. No, they showed cowboy movies at noon, monster movies at 2, and Kung Fu movies at 4. <laughs> okay. I did, I did not know that. You didn't? What were you doing when you were a kid? What were you? Uh, I was probably outside riding my bike. Oh, yeah. I wasn't doing that. I was watching Kung Fu movies. <laughs> it's not a city <laughs> thing. It's definitely an out, outdoor kid versus indoor kid thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's funny. Um, so there you go. Shang-Chi. Go see it. I recommend yeah, it. Yeah, go see it. I well, actually, wait. actually, go see it before you listen to this. So hopefully you have not listened to this entire podcast. I think that people can still go see People can listen to this podcast and still go see it. If they, if they, Cause like we did, we spoiled some stuff, but there's a lot of stuff you have to see. And like, oh, so, yeah. um, but I can't wait until we do our rankings of the Marvel movies at some point. So, cause yeah, this is going to be it's, fun. It's going to be a great discussion about where this fits. All right. Um, Mike, where, where can people find us and listen to us? We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Overcast, we're on Spotify, and everywhere else you can find podcasts. If we're not on your favorite player, let us know. We'll get that fixed. Uh, we're also on YouTube. We post some clips up there of uh, tasty tidbits that come out of the podcasts. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, and also, we're on Twitter. I'm at um, J-Y-S-L-A-C-K-S. We also have a Twitter for the show, and Mike has a Twitter as well. Find us there. And I, I want to uh, issue a challenge to our listeners on the send us tweets of cool Kung Fu, Kung Fu movie clips. Like there's actually a Twitter account that does that shows that does little short Kung Fu movie clips. Really fun. So I would love to see like your favorite Kung Fu movies. They can hit us up on Twitter at Super Sideshow. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I think, yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, we have to. We have to tell them to hit the share button. Oh yeah, right hit now. the share button right now. Send it to two of your friends. Right. Um. Send it to two of your friends. And oh yeah, one more thing. Thank you. Um. To my friend Danny Janad. I think it's Janad or Janelle. I don't know. Anyway, thanks, Danny, for going to the movie with me. I really had a fun time. There you go. <laughs> Danny loved this movie too. He. he, he really I, I love that you don't know the pronunciation of your friend's last. I name. don't know. <laughs> It's hard to pronounce. I don't say his last name often, but Danny, thanks for going. Love you. Love you. Love um, Felix. Love Kaylee. Anyway, there you go. Um, All right. So what's up next for us? Uh, I guess it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. That, so the next movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. We're also doing uh, a What If. And then we're doing week. What If in between. Yeah. So What If. We, we record What If on Thursdays. And then we record. We're going to do Spider-Man Homecoming on next Sunday. And like, Wow. Spider-Man Home, it's been, I feel like this has taken us forever. <laughs> when yeah, you first Spider-Man, pro- long time coming. Yeah, when you first proposed that we do a podcast for every Marvel movie, I was like, well, we, we'll get this done in like a couple weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> it's taken forever. 